Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Job chapter 4 verse 3. <laughs> Tell your neighbor it's working. Someone's going to be asking, what? why is it working? Don't worry, you're going to know. Tell your neighbor it's what? One, two, three, let's go. Behold, uh-huh, thou hast instructed many, and thou hast strengthened many, the weak hands. Uh-huh. Next verse, please. Thy words have upholded him uh-huh, who was failing, and thou hast strengthened the feeble knees. But now it is come upon thee, and thou faintest. It touches thee, and thou <laughs> Do you know people who are so expert about solving marriages, but their own marriages are failing? Do you know how many preachers are teaching about church expansion, but they don't have a church? Do you know what it feels like to preach about divine healing when you're sick? To speak about financial freedom when you're broke. Do you understand where I'm coming from? The scriptures have said you have instructed many. You've strengthened the weak hands. You've upholding him that was falling. And thou hast strengthened the feeble knees. But now it is come upon thee. And thou faintest. It touches thee and thou art troubled. When she was in trouble, you got and said, darling, don't fear. God is faithful. He loves you. He will help you. Oh, don't fear. Be strong. Gosh, that's a small thing. And then it came in your house. But you know, you, you, are, you are Mr. Answer. You are Miss Solution. It, like everybody who needs solution. And, and you see, and, and at, the point, at that point, you stop to understand why you can give solution to other people, but you can't give solution to your own issues. Do you understand where I'm coming from? There is nothing, I tell people, that dissipates the anointing, like not looking like the anointing upon your life. You see, it's one thing to say, I'm anointed, but it's another when you don't look it. It's one thing to say, I'm blessed. But it's another if you don't look it. It's another thing to say, I am rich, but you don't look it. You see, we still have a place of Christianity that tries to speak so much to possess what they already must have by the spirit of faith. And therefore, many Christians live on the outside to have an inward experience. Yet the scriptures and the Bible, the life of Christ in us, ought to make our lives live from the inside out. You have learned now the art of living so outside what you're not inside. And that is faith that lies to the self. You get what I'm trying to tell you? 
At that point, you're not lying to anybody else. You're lying to yourself. Why? Because, you see, in public, you know how to pray. In private, you can't pray. You get it? And then you live this lie of, you know, and everybody's like, wow. That dude, he can pray. I mean, he can pray. But privately, you can't. You try, but anytime you try to just flip into something else, you can't pray. But you have an outward appearance of prayer. Having a form of godliness, but denying the very power thereof. You see, when everything is happening as it should, it's very easy to claim who we are in God. If you're healthy, you're strong, you're rich, everything is working out like you want, you can say, Dada, yeesha. God is faithful. Da, 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 da. You can speak everything. Everybody's like, mm, yeah, it's true. But you get in a place. I was told people one time, I was in Kayunga preaching. God is a healer. Da, 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 da. Then they brought a crippled man on the pulpit. Live. Cameras live. <laughs> At the point, you say, God is a healer. He can heal. I know it. God is a healer. Everybody say, okay, yeah, you're a healer. This is a healer. Mm, amen. But man, they just, I just saw them cutting the guy slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put him there on the pulpit. Boah. And I looked at God like, why are you doing this? You get what I'm trying to tell you? And I want to create something in a few minutes in your spirit. That's that when they bring that guy from today, you know what to do. Can I tell you a secret about the miraculous faculty? I'm talking of the miraculous faculty. Not just the secret to miracles, but I'm talking of the miraculous faculty, charismatos, the gift of the spirit which is in you. God loves it when you boast about what he can do. Some people think faith is when you don't fear. No. Faith is when the boldness in your spirit is bigger than fear. It doesn't matter that fear is there. No. That's just the flesh. It's a lower rank. The spirit realm... Put something in you to tell you, no, this is bigger than what I'm feeling. So yes, the, 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 the heart can be running at 180 kilometers per hour, but the spirit is rested. Told guys, remove everybody on the pulpit. I don't want God to do a miracle and then you say we didn't see. <laughs> Learn to speak a few crazy things. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? In that circumstance, that's when you speak Don't say, if the Lord wills, he's going to heal. If he doesn't will, he didn't heal. Yeah, that is up to you, God. You know, it's up to you. No, no. Point, just get everybody off like this and tell him now. And that's why I told him, get everybody off the pulpit. I don't want people to say they didn't see God work. I told the guy, if you walk, will you give me your, everything you have that has been helping you to walk? Whether I will share everything. He said, yeah. I asked him, do you believe you can walk? He said, yeah. You should have seen when the guy got up. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You see, you know, I've seen miracles, but the first miracle, the first miracle determines something in your soul. The first major miracle. You see, let me tell you something about this thing. For example, um, if you are a kind who is visit, gifted in opening blind eyes, it's the moment you open one blind eye, okay, that rank is conquered. Every blind eye will respond to you. And that's a principle. 
So when your spirit is established in that kind of faith, the moment you reach a blind eye like this, it knows who you are. Because the spirit world is wrong, yes, but number two, has an understanding of them that have understanding. You get what I'm trying to tell you? As the entrance of his word brings light and then knowledge. You see, when the Bible says that knowledge, listen, the scripture says that knowledge and his, his wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of our times and our salvation. It means that you don't just get into the scriptures and read them and think that because you're reading them, yeah, you're just trying to understand something that is, you know, a bit vague and understandable. Listen, the moment you look into the word, the Bible says and we behold like in a mirror. The glory of God. You're not just reading. No. You're beholding like in a mirror. You're not just reading. No. You're beholding like in a mirror. And he says, and now we behold like in a mirror. The glory of God. He says, we are translated. We are metamorphosed. We're living one stage of growth. Some of you studied science. Metamorphosis. You're living one stage of growth and you're growing into another thing. You know, some, some people think they just read the Bible like they're reading newspapers. No. He says, like we behold in a mirror the glory of God. We are translated, transformed, metamorphosed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So reading the Bible is not just something, you know, it's, it's something that, that changes you. And, and you see, the Bible says all scripture is profitable. But actually the original translation says every scripture is profitable. Just get the beginning of Adam and read it in the beginning. The spirit of the Lord was over and over the earth. You, you might read it and think like it is mere words, but inside your system, it is metamorphosing you. It is creating something in you. Why? Because it is not a word of mere talk. The Bible says, even as it was effectually working in them that believe. The word has a certain place of effect in your spirit the moment you start to believe it. It does that. You get what I'm trying to tell you? So, for example, I'll give you an example. When, when you go for a blind eye and then you hit it there, Everything called blindness in the spirit realm knows that you're bigger than it. And that is why some people say, ah, this guy is gifted in this. Really, the issue is that he acquainted himself, you understand, in the rank above that kind of spirit. You get it? Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? And because we grow in the things of the spirit, you can advance in the giftings of the spirit, exercising yourself unto godliness. And for such then, the healing starts to manifest more and more in your life. It is with finances. It is with everything in your life. You must understand that you can and you can grow into something. Because you see, the giftings of the spirit, you see, there's some people who are not born with particular gifts. You get it? But God is not stupid to say that you can covet, you can desire the best gifts. It means you can ask for something and receive it. It's not wrong by God. Some people think, oh, me, it was not given to me to open blind eyes. Shut up. He says, desire, covet honestly the best gifts. Covet them. You can covet them. You can say, I want this and it will come. Why? Because firstly, it's not you who even put the desire in you to desire it. It's not even the devil. The devil can't tell you to desire for a healing anointing. Do you get where I'm coming from? So it's healthy. Tell your neighbor it's healthy. So as you grow in God, you start to break through certain things. And therefore, your area of function in the spirit realm starts to be defined. That any demon that comes in that arena 
And it has been defeated by the knowledge of God in your spirit. You see, when remember the demons, they said, Paul we know. Jesus we know. Who are you? What did they know about Paul? And what do they know about Jesus? What he knew. So, when knowledge is the stability of your times, it's the stability of your times. It's what defines what you're going to be in the world. As you read this scripture, it is the responsibility of the word to make you if you give it opportunity. You get what I'm trying to tell you? So what's the secret? Get this thing in. We have, I have more than 800 CDs, recordings. And I don't sell those CDs for money. No, operation costs. I don't even know who sells them. I just know that Matt somewhere. You get it? We have a lot of materials. Get these CDs. Listen to them. Just sit on those things and just feed your spirit on them every day. You can everyone tell you? Get your Bible. Just make it a personal habit to study the word. Why? Because you're up to something in this world. People must look at you as a wonder that is up to something. Even though you're seated in La Bonita now, you're not going to be in La Bonita tomorrow. You're up to something. You're up to something. You must be up to something. That's why we pray in tongues. Edified himself. The Bible says he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, edifieth himself and speaks mysteries unto God. You must be up to something. Every Christian must be up to something. You just can't be a normal life. You're there just for... Why do you live? I don't know. Why do you breathe? I don't know. No, you know. Hallelujah. But now back to the point I was trying to make here. Job brought an experience I have seen in the church with my own eyes of men who knew how to comfort and issues came into their lives and then they broke down. Bam. I used to work in hospitals. We used to cancel voluntary counseling and testing, HIV and stuff. So I know that stuff. I know that stuff. So you find counselors who are strengthening people. You know, this won't kill you. Da, 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 da. You, ah, be strong. And then tomorrow, the same counselor, I said, you have HIV. Oh, poof. They pass out. <laughs> and you're like, now, what word am I going to tell the counselor? Why? Because they seem to know everything. And that is why there are some people who get in the frustration of who have been in the body of Christ for so long. Are you hearing me? That they almost know everything. That when you start counseling, they know where you're going. Hmm? Those ones are more deadly. <laughs> Those ones are more deadly, and I'm going to show you why. Because, see, the guy has been preaching the gospel for many years. He knows everything about the in and outs of the gospel. He has preached it fully. And then the doctor tells him, you have cancer. Huh? Let me tell you, it's a very trying time. Many of you, and I pray, you never experience this. But when I've been there, one time I had, I was diagnosed with heart disease, and they told me how many months I could live. Man, when you have a few months to live, there's a way you think. <laughs> you can forget even your phone number. <laughs> because everything becomes, you know, so when, 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 when the man of wisdom calls them vanities, some of you don't understand vanities. It's still your car. But at a particular point, it gets to the point where it becomes vanity. It can't help you. You get what I'm trying to tell you? At a particular point, they'll have to fold your little small body and put it in a black coffin. And then they put it down. You get what I'm trying to tell you? That point when nothing makes sense. That point when nothing makes sense. 
But you've been preaching the gospel, and yeah, please, I was healing the sick, casting out devils, cancerous tumors disappear, and all these miracles were happening. But now the thing has come upon me. And when many Christians get to that point, my God, ay, 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 you can be shocked how the counselor can't be counseled anymore because everything you're using, they know. It was just an off-head gift functioning on her. It wasn't in her spirit. And that's why God desires to build a certain character in you. That's why the Bible says, if you faint in your day of adversity, your strength is small. If you faint in your day of adversity, your strength is small. Give me the message version of that. You're going to laugh. He's still opening the Bible, as you can see. <laughs> Proverbs 24. <laughs> One, two, three, let's go. If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. I like the way the guy said it. There wasn't much to you. you, you listen, I don't care whether you looked like you had something. You really didn't have it. D that's what the guy is trying to tell you. I don't care whether you seemed like you had it. You see, let me tell you. We... We, we have developed a culture in the church where we can speak too much but do too little. Did you get what I'm trying to tell you? Sometimes I don't even watch Christian television anymore. Why? Because I've seen too much speech than demonstration of the power of God. And there comes a time where you have to get tired. Listen, you have to get tired to lying to yourself. It doesn't matter how much you think, you know, let me tell you, when it's, if he's the anointing, he's the anointing. If it is the presence of God, he must do what he must do. If you're talking about glory, it must be glory. If you're talking about healing and breakthrough and answered prayer, it must be evidently answered prayer. Listen, we've talked too much. That because we think we can talk, therefore we think we know. But listen, many people in the first place, there wasn't much to them. They just had talk. So when Paul tells you that this gospel is not of mere talk, but even even as was, was mighty, power, mighty to save, he experienced the life of going past speech to demonstration of the spirit. The Jews seek after a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. There are certain people you can never tell a God you can't demonstrate. I don't care how wise you are. There's a place the apologetic can speak to me on the line of wisdom to reason me out to know God. But there's a place where he needs to prove God past apologetic. Do you understand where I'm coming from? There comes a time where you, if, if, if it is either, it is. <laughs> One time I went to a certain meeting and then a certain little girl started to make fun in the meetings of our God. And I was preaching and then and, and she started doing a lot of things and doing a lot of things. And in that meeting, I remember I told Apostle Michael, I told her, I'm going to tie her legs until she tells me I'm sorry. She was knocking God. Lower educated spirit with very nice distinctive English. Started. Then she did all her nonsense at the end of the day. I said, you legs, I command you to disappear. She sat down. Where are my legs? Where are my legs? She cried for one hour, two hours. She's still looking for her legs. I made them disappear from her sight. And after two hours, I told her they don't mock the Lord God of grace, Rebecca. You know, I stopped the Abraham Isaac thing. It's now me. <laughs> Praise God! Put your name! I told her they don't mock my God. 
The next time I had a meeting, she was the first in front on the front chair. <laughs> Tell your neighbor they don't mock our God. They don't mock our God. Now, to that woman, I could not speak kind words. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Have you been provoked to a place where you must prove God? If you have never, I pray by God in Jesus' name that you'll be provoked. There's that place where it doesn't matter how much degrees you have, PhD, masters, simanya theology in this school, theology in that, there's a point where it stops to be theology to theodemonstration. And you either know God or you don't know God. You either faint or... And that's the character the Lord wants to build in you. That's the character the Lord has to... So, when I see a person, you see, like I've been in church, and then, you know, there are all these worshipers, the church leaders, and you know, she's leading worship very well, and she's leading praise, and she's the most influential praise worship leader that you've ever seen, and she's a very good example to the little girls, you know, everything. And then, tomorrow, one church guy... Church leader speaks something about her. And she said, I'm not coming to church back. I don't, I'm not going to come back. How could they say those things about me? I'm not stepping in that ministry again. There was nothing to you. Listen, there was nothing to you. The Bible says we are not of them that draw back to petition. We don't give up. <laughs> no. If they are talking, let them talk. If, if they backbite you, let them backbite you. I'm not serving man, I'm serving God. You understand where I'm coming from? Oh, I'm not coming back. This ministry. Oh, they are talking. They are talking. And then she quits. And then she goes in another church. Simple. There was nothing to her. Men have talked and we stayed preaching. Men wrote newspapers and we stayed preaching. Men went on radio and we stayed preaching. They put guns on our heads. We stayed preaching. You cannot pray to tell you. Because we have no way. We're like that. We're just like that. We don't give up. Because there's something to me. Tell your neighbor. There's something to me. Situations came. Situations went. They still left you there. Disease came. It left your body. It still found you there. He married you. Divorced you. You're still beautiful. You understand? That's who you are. We don't crack. He left me. He left me. I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die. You pick up your pieces next day, darling. You put the reddest color on your lips. Shine your hair like this and start to walk like nothing happened. Why? For we know that all things work for good to them that love him and are called according to his purpose. If he left you, he wasn't yours. I can't sleep. I can't eat food anymore. I don't know how to go in anymore. I don't know how to go out. My life. He was my world. He ain't. He ain't. He ain't your world. Jehovah God is. Tell your neighbor, learn to be a bit independent from people.
I would have gone to university, but my uncle just woke up in the morning and stopped educating me. The day he says, I, I don't have fees anymore for you, you stand, go in the corner and say, Shalom Aram. Can you believe he said he has no fees for me? Let me tell you. If anything happens to me, and it's worse in a state that I prayed, I just know it's working. Otherwise, the devil would not put no force. But some people, you're praying that there was an engagement. One time they were calling for someone. Then I prayed for her, and then she wasn't, and then I prayed for her, and then she passed out, and then she died. And then I entered when they were removing her off the oxygen machine. I said, this is now better, because we don't have to. <laughs> you know, you know, it's harder when they have a breath in them, because you need to pump faith in them. But when they're dead, it's your faith only. <laughs> so they have no choice. I told a woman, get back in your body. She got back in her body. She's alive. So when situations look like, and listen, don't be ashamed to say something and it doesn't work and you worry. That's not your business. I mean, my Jesus says that Lazarus' sickness shall not end in death. There must have been a Ugandan who had that. But you see, he continues eating popcorn and Pringles like nothing happened. Candy. Lazarus is dead. You see, the guy is saying, you don't understand it. This is not Lazarus dying. This is me saying he won't die. You get what I'm trying to tell you. So, yes, put him in a tomb, put a big black stone, four days, let him run. I don't give a damn. I say it. The Bible says that where the word of the king is, there is power. You know, one time somebody said God is never late. And I want to correct that. He can be late. He still just has results. Did you understand? <laughs> he can choose to be late, to make it a bit more dramatic, but he will still have results. <laughs> Even if he came late, the point is he has come. You, you're going to run tell you. So yes, Lazarus staying alive would have said, man, the word of the man of God is strong. Lazarus is alive. But you see, how the guy is dead. And then Jesus comes and the guy is dead. And I'm thinking Jesus is going to say, oh God, what have you done to me? I said he's going to go to There was nothing to you if you think like that. Oh God, I said he wasn't going to die. I said he wasn't going to die. But you see he's dead. Da, 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 da. Oh God, what have I done? Why did I miss it? You see what I'm trying to tell you? You understand what I'm trying to tell you? One time a woman came. I, I told this story once. Let me tell it to you. It was many years. And... She told me, I'm tired of my job. She, well, I was banking with her. We used to bank in the same bank. She says, I'm tired of my job. I say, oh, you're tired? He say, yeah. I want a new job. I want you to pray for me. And, and look at how, you see, when the Bible says, where is our boasting seven faith? Learn to be a bit more boastful when you're speaking faith words. Don't say, let us hope the Lord will, will deliver you. Let us believe that Jehovah God will... I told her, you see, woman, my prayers, ah, you better be careful what you want. Because the moment I pray, <laughs> you understand the word, eh? 
You're not being proud. You're just boasting in faith. You understand? So if, if somebody say, man, pray for me. I need a breakthrough. I need a certain job. Tell them, you better be sure it's what you want. Why? Because my prayers work. You see, that's my, the mind I'm setting my spirit on. I don't want to sit my mind on a spirit of, let us hope, God. Okay? Let your will be done. <laughs> it's not let your will be done. The Bible says, let your will be done on earth as is in heaven. As is in heaven. Does heaven have lame men? Men looking for jobs? Then don't tell me. So, so I told her, you better be careful if you're asking for a job. My prayers are crazy. They work. So she brought her CV. I prayed for her. Da, 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 da. And then she takes the CV. She does the interview. And then I find her after three weeks, four weeks. And I find her in the same seat. I told her, what happened? And she told me, <laughs> um, I sat for the interview and um, I was number two. And there is this guy who was the best and he took the office. But thank you for praying for me. You're really kind. I told her you don't understand. I didn't pray that you be second. I told her I prayed that you are given that job. Do you understand what I'm saying? And she said, and I thank you that you prayed, but it has taken a month, and consequent result is the man has been seated in that office for four weeks. And they told me, Failed, I'm second. Somebody took it. I told her, Linda, give me up to Wednesday. I went to Jehovah God. It was Monday. I went to Jehovah God. I told God, you see, God, when I asked, you see, <laughs> I knew that many people were doing interviews, and I knew that you will choose whoever you will. But you see, even the thought that by mistake she came to me, it can't. It, it's already out in the mind that it's a mistake that she came to me for her not to be the one for the job. And I couldn't sense that she was the one. Or not the one. I don't want to get all the zoom going on. You, you see, has somebody understood? One, wrong people don't come to me. Either they fail to get me on my calls or something. They send me WhatsApp messages and I don't see them. It just happens. Yeah. But the fact that she came, you must learn to believe crazy. I say, God, the fact that she came to me, if we prayed and it wasn't her job, I would have told her it's not hers. But I didn't see that job not hers. Therefore, I don't know who unbelieved. Maybe it's her problem. But now that I've realized God, you can get that guy another office and put him somewhere else. He can still be fine somewhere. But this is her seat. Next day, NSSF called her. Hello. We gave somebody a job and he was working for one month. But we feel that you can do the very job better. Can you come? After one month, they called her back on that very seat. And they put the guy in another office. This is how we all are. But some of you, you say, yeah, that's it. We've accepted. No! No! A university kid came a few weeks ago and told me, 
I passed all my exams. I'm supposed to be graduating. But they gave me 47. 47. And that one paper failed in my life. I've never failed any paper, but this one paper I failed in my life. They gave me 47. That means I have to get a retake of that paper, and therefore I have to redo it. And after redoing it, it means I have to extend my graduation. I went to God. I said, God, 47. <laughs> 3 to 50. Next day, I told her, I've switched your marks in the computer. She graduated. Don't ask me how it happened. It's your problem if you don't believe. I don't know. <laughs> Favor is not fair. The anointing is not fair. God ain't fair. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? Houses you never built, vineyards you never planted. Oh, hello. He's not fair. But that's how he is. That's why we believed him. You understand? That's how we believe. That's why we must be better than a man who doesn't believe God. Why? Because I expect certain things I didn't do by my own hand. Oh. You see, there's a guy building a house right now. And he's saying, put the cement here. But he's building the desire of your heart. <laughs> and then one day you say, the Lord has told me that. Uh, <laughs> Why? Because you are a child of God. Let me promise you, there's some things that are going to, there's some things that are going to have, to, there's some things that are going to come because you worked hard, but there's certain things that are going to come because you did nothing. Amen. Nothing? Yes. Nothing. While we were yet sinners, Christ died. But the Christian thinks. And then you look to them, and then you see there was nothing to them in the first place. So if somebody gives up, just realize they were just keeping up a show. They, were, they didn't have the real thing. That's why I, mean, I told them. When the doctor told me I have a disease, I told the doctor, I cannot have a disease. The doctor said, you don't understand, sir. You do. And I told her, you don't understand me. <laughs> I don't get those kinds of things. Then she asked me, what are you going to do? And I told her, I'm going to preach it out. Simple. Stood up on my front and I preached it out. Simple. I'm alive. Beyond medical science explanation. Go on, my knee. But some of you, the women say, you have cancer. Oh. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's not your life. Look at this woman. Her kidneys were dead. One of the kidneys, right? Both kidneys were dead. She had cancer. And she just had days to leave. This woman here. And they told her, you have days. This woman. has told her one thing. You're too young to die. Period. Whether science said, woman, that is. Listen. Doctor, I'm sorry if you're a doctor. Lawyer, I'm sorry if you're a lawyer. Pilot, I'm sorry if you're a pilot. Analyst, I don't know. Engineer. That's wonderful. It's science. But this ain't science. This is Mandarabakasha. You will not die young in the name of Jesus. You will go to your grave full of age like a stock of wheat in its season, baby. If you are planning to die, change program. 
change program. Not now. Not yet. First finish. And you say, I'm done. Peace out and just go. But now, not now. Now all kidneys are normal. No cancer, no nothing. She's praising God. And God is no respecter of persons. But any man, listen, some people don't understand this. This is not for me. No. Any man that dares to believe. We were just taught the wrong things when we were growing up. But we must adopt, let me tell you, it's, it's called the chastising of God. God, the, the primary line of a, every Christian growing must be the place where God must chastise your spirit. And the simplest line of chastisement is to discipline you for your advantage. Every Christian must get to a point in life where your spirit is disciplined. I'll show you Psalms 94, verse 12. One, two, three, let's go. Psalms, Pusalams. One, two, three, let's go. It says, blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, uh-huh. O Lord, and teachest out of thine law. Next verse. That thou, listen, may give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be did for the wicked. That if they say you have cancer, he can keep you in rest until the cancer leaves your body. But you must get to a point where he must chastise your spirit. You, those first minutes when they say you have cancer are critical. Because they're the ones that kill you or don't kill you. You say you got cancer, I'm dead. I'm dead. You say it, I'm dead. You killed yourself. You killed yourself. You see, that day, I was telling people that sometimes I worry that I don't fear anymore. I don't know, maybe I need counseling also. But <laughs> even if I say, let me fear, I just become more bolder. <laughs> the Bible says you have not received the spirit which is of this world, but you have received the spirit which is of God. Which is of God. You have not received the spirit which is of this world. The Bible says fear has torment. God has not given unto us the spirit of fear. You must get to a point where people worry that even in the hardest situations, you still stand. That is why when situations are so hard and say, oh, your so-and-so friend might die this night, that's the day I sleep. Don't, don't copy me. If you don't, don't try this at home. You can try it in the kingdom, not home. Listen, why? Because I must get to a point where I must convince the devil, if you walk me up for that, they ain't going to die. If you were to kill them, you wouldn't have said. Translated, the demon that kills doesn't speak. We've been through, one time I was in a deliverance service, and then there's this girl, and then a demon mantles her. She starts screaming like a wild animal, starts to grab the ground, and then he says, I'm going to kill her. And I said, kill her. Now, kill her now, quickly. And then the Christian says, oh, pastor, what are you saying? Of course. Why? If he was to kill, he wouldn't talk. He would just kill. Did you get what I'm trying to tell you? What would kill you doesn't talk. The moment he talks, you have a blood that speaketh better things. Even than the blood of Cain and Abel. It is the blood of Christ. It is the blood of Christ. It delivered you from all sickness. Not present. 
It's a past tense experience. He that knew no sin became sin, that we being dead and two sins might live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Peter refused to even, he said, ye were. He didn't say we were. He, he, his, it was obvious with him. He's trying to tell you, you don't know, ye were healed. You have a problem of sickness. It's not me. You, you get what I'm trying to tell you. The church must become glorious. The church must move victorious. We must look at the point where people look at that and say, I wish I'm born again. I just wish I am. And then we lead them to the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, entirely. Because they realize that we live a certain life deeper and more crazier than the normal human being. They invited a famous artist one time, a gospel artist. Our nation loved. He was from America, United States, America. And then, <laughs> and then the man of God called in and said, don't worry, I won't say, but I don't mention him. But I was working with a team that was trying to bring him around, so we had a good relationship. And the guy said, I'm not coming in. Why? Because we had this unable threat. And then a da Jamaican dance hall artist came. A guy who sings, he didn't fear Ebola. But my Christian brother is fearing Ebola. I said, no. No way. The moment they say Ebola is in that country, say, I want to go there. Why? Because that's the only way they should know Ebola can't get in your system. Try to understand me. One time I was next to a friend, go away. I have flu. I told him, you don't, you don't understand me. You don't really understand me. How can you say that I can get flu from you coughing? You, airborne. Do you know which air comes out of me? The Bible says that, oh, the Bible says that nothing from without can defile a man. But that is that which that is within. Out of me is the breath of Jehovah God. It just kills every germ. Oh no, he ain't wise. Listen, that's why we don't fall sick. And you guys never leave hospitals. You know every doctor in Kampala. My doctor. Me, I don't have a doctor. In Kampala, I must have a doctor who knows me in case. I, I've ne I never gave that provision. That's me. That's me. You don't need to copy me, but that's me. The, you're putting me in a state of thinking that I need somebody of emergency to, to provide that I will lose. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Now, I have reciprocated that. I have changed that mind into expecting good. You, you understand what I'm trying to tell you? I prepare my bank accounts like I'm expecting money. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? I, you, you, understand, you understand what I'm trying to tell you? I, I do certain things like I'm expecting good. Because that's the mind I'm supposed to have in Christ Jesus. Whatever things are good. Whatever things are lovely. Whatever things are wonderful. If they have any good report in them. Think on those things. Think on those things. Romans says that your obedience has come upon abroad all men and he says but i would rather listen to the scripture have you wise and to that which is good and very simple concerning evil you understand i would rather tell you a million things about the goodness of god the anointing the power the glory the increase the wisdom and very little about the demon of your uncle 
When you do that, listen to the next verse. What does the next verse say? 20. Uh-huh. Next verse, 20. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Something will change shortly. If I would have you good unto that which is wise unto that which is good. But Christians are the other way around. They tell him everything but the economy, the institution, the government. It is poor. Everybody is going to die. Hospitals are out of the... Poverty. Divorce. Disease. I want to get them and wash their mouth. So begin with your personal life. Begin a life of wisdom and too good. And simplicity concerning evil. And then you're going to realize that your life is going to be a life of just victory. Every day, you're just de- every day is just defeat. Everything you enter in looks like another movie for you to come out like a cowboy. Finished work. You get it? <laughs> and then salvation just becomes that kind of life where you just enter. And then every time, every event is around you, they put the end and you're the only one walking out of the furnace. That's who you are. Amen. Tell anybody that's who I am. <laughs> Romans chapter 5, verse 1. <laughs> Shalalanda. Give me the message version of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> message. Give me the message. He says, uh-huh, read, by entering, listen, through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us. Did you see that mind? That means he's up there thinking, okay, which car are you going to drive? Which house? Let me see the size of your ministry. Let me see what's your next move in the ministry. Are you going to raise blind eyes? Raise the dead? Let me see. Are you going to launch it to the depths of knowledge? Hmm. Well, he's, he's thinking. Good plans to make you prosper and not to harm you. To give you that future, that hope, that expected end. Listen, Jehovah God, 24 hours, is just busy. I'm thinking, okay, gracious next meeting. Hmm. Okay, what is he going to need? Okay, his next car, his next house. Da, 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 da. Okay, the mouth is like this. Da, da. You see, he's, he, he, he shall perfect that which concerns you. He's cooking his brain for you. You, you're working him backward. Because, you see, you have accepted a line of affliction. You Regard affliction. Proverbs 15, 15. We're going to come back, but let's go to Proverbs 15, 15. Let me show you some amplified Bible. Give me amplified. <laughs> Proverbs 15, 15. Uh-huh. All the days of the desponding and, aff- and afflicted are made evil by what? Anxious thoughts and forebodings. You know why you have failed to get out of problems? Every time you have anxious thoughts. You think a car is going to knock you, somebody's going to kill you, something's going to, uh, something's going to happen. Da, 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 da. Even in the meeting when you're preaching, you're anxious. The guy might not walk, the blind eye might not open, cancer might not leave. Da, 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 da. He might not have the money to do this. Da, 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 da. He might not say yes, she might not say no, she might not love me. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. You, you're all just. And you know what? All your days are made evil. That means you attract evil. That's why the Christians who live like a, a, a life of problems after problems after problems after problems after problems, and then they get the end of it, and then they judge God foolishly, and then they say, I don't know what God wants with me. And then you're like, really? So, so you think he, he has a problem with you. He's up there in heaven, pissed at you. I'm pissed at God. I'm pe- How could he do this to me? Really? Really? There was nothing to you in the first place. There was really nothing to you. There was nothing to you. You were just opening your mouth and convincing people that you are, but you're not. A 
man whose spirit has been chastised by God, by spirit, does not respond like that in the day of adversity. No, he rests in adversity. He rests. He rests. He knows he's God. That's why when trouble comes and your spirit has been trained, the moment it comes, papa, papa, kalanda, you just rest. You just rest. But you're attracting more evil. The reason that's why you're not coming out of that is because your thoughts are anxious for the next evil. You're expecting something bad to happen. And I promise it will. For example, I'll give you an example. If I woke up with a pain and it's there and I feel it, my first thought should not be, let me go to the doctor to check it. You see, because I've given it attention. My mind has become anxious to know what is in the system. You know why our old parents never used to die quickly? Because they never used to go to doctors too much. You understand what I'm telling you? Do you know, if you can test this, the day you were diagnosed by a doctor was the day the disease started to have every symptom out. Before you knew, you were normal. But the moment they say, so are you really dying from the disease or you're dying from the consequence of what they say the disease is? You get what I'm trying to tell you? So I, you have to get to a point where you must train your spirit. So if I woke up with a pain and I felt it, I asked her, huh, you're joking. I don't feel pain. I don't feel pain. End of day, it's not there. It's not there. It's not there. We were preaching in India, Hyderabad. It's a, Hyderabad, the conference. They called us and told the bishop, they said he had a clot on the brain. We laughed. And we told them, we don't care which machine is. Let them check him tomorrow. There ain't going to be no clot. And they checked him the next day. It wasn't there. It's not science, no. We refuse to regard the things that are not of truth. Because truth is absolute. The finished work of Christ across the Calvary. But some of you don't say you have cancer. Oh, boo, you faint. Even recently, there's another one. Someone here, Sylvia. He told me, oh, she has cancer. Da, da. I told her, don't go back to that doctor. And then we prayed for a few days. I told her, now go back to prove to them it's not in your system. She went back. They checked. There was nothing. Because we don't accept that nonsense. You can die accepting everything. Some of you, everything they say, yeah, and the main. You're going to, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. No. No. That's a trained spirit. Romans 5, let's finish. Barumi. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. He says, I want you to let's go. By entering through faith, uh -huh. into what God has always wanted to do for us. Uh -huh. Set us right with him. Uh -huh. Make us, oh, right and what? Fit for him. Uh -huh. Continue. Uh -huh. Because of our master Jesus. Next verse. And that's not all. Uh-huh. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he was already thrown open his doors to us. That means God, God is more desperate to heal you than you are desperate to be healed. He's more desperate to prosper you than you are more desperate to be prospered. You understand? He's more prosperous for you to get married than you are desperate to be married. You get it? And so the Bible says we find ourselves uh -huh, standing where we always hoped we might stand. 
out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. Next verse, hallelujah. He says, there's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we are hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can devote passionate patience in us. Next verse. And how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. You understand? So when they say you're in trouble, you're waiting, you say, God, what are you up to? Huh? You want the tumor to disappear in the presence of millions? I know you're up to something. Next verse. In a lot expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling so changed. Quite the contrary. We can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Verse 6. Christ uh-huh, arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. No. He presented himself this sacrificial death. When we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. Even if we hadn't been so weak, he wouldn't have known what to do anyway. So that means when you say, when they say, you have cancer, God says, I have an idea. <laughs> he knows what to do. For his strength is made perfect in your weakness. For when I am weak, then I know I am strong. Tell your neighbor, it's working. <laughs> It's working. <laughs> Colossians 2 verse 9. What does it say? Give me the message version still. Oh, amplified perhaps. <laughs> Give me the message. Okay. Mm -hmm. Read. Everything uh -huh, of God gets what? Expressed in him. Uh -huh. So, you can see and hear him clearly. Uh -huh. You don't need a... Uh -huh. Oh... To what? To realize the fullness of Christ. Uh -huh. And the emptiness of... <clears throat> Next verse. Uh -huh. When you come to him, that fullness comes together for you. His power extends over everything. You know what that means? You know what that means? Even the thing that touches me is anointed. Did you get around tell you? Everything that touches me is anointed. Everything. So his power starts to extend on everything that you carry. Your mobile phone becomes a healing piece. Your shoe becomes a healing piece. Listen, when, you, when he makes your countenance healthy, like the scriptures say, is the grace that abounds by his spirit to start creating the effect of his life on men by the attachment which is your countenance. Men will think about you and be healed. I told people one time somebody got a phone and called me with a swollen leg and it swelled back. I didn't pray for her. No, she just called. When I said, hello, the leg went back. Why? Because I've exercised my spirit to have a healthy countenance toward God. I commend myself to everything through speaking the truth. Everything around me must have a certain effect and response. Why? Because that's my meditation. He says, if you give yourself wholly to these things, he says, then your profiting will be evident among all. You start to live a certain life. Let me tell you, the spirit world is not responding to men who know how to travail. No. The Bible says, he that cometh weeping with seed shall return with what? With joy. But Luke 8, 11 says the seed is the word. God is not moved by your tears. 
is moved by what you know. That is why when Hagar puts the kid there, and then she comes to cry, the angel tells her, stop crying, for the Lord has had the tears of the seed of Abraham. So even though you're crying, Hagar, your, your crying is useless. God has had the tears of the Lord. Because look at 11, the word is a seed. And Ishmael, even though not of the promise, was of the sperm of Abraham. And therefore, Hagar can cry, and that's okay. But God is not going to look at Hagar crying. No, he's going to look at Ishmael crying. And he says, don't weep, for the Lord has had the tears of the Lord. Get him up, for I shall make him a great nation also. And the Bible says, and the Lord opened the eyes of Hagar to see the well. Meaning, Hagar was going to die in the presence of a well, but she was blind from it. Many of the things you don't have or see, it doesn't mean they don't exist, but you ask like they don't exist. Yet he cannot take you where his grace cannot sustain you. But the scriptures clearly tell you, and the Lord opened the eyes of Hagar to see the well. Read that, Genesis 21, 19. He opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad to drink. You can imagine, the water was there, but she couldn't see it. His breakthrough was there, but he couldn't see it. His answer was present, but he couldn't see it. His healing was there, but he couldn't see it. He just needed the eyes of his understanding to be enlightened, to know what is the hope of your calling and what are the glorious riches of the inheritance of the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of the power that is at work with him, the same that he wrote when he raised Christ from the dead. And that's why he says, unto whom I was least of all, now the Lord has given me this grace to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. The only simplest thing is simple if your eyes can see this. Because God is committed to respond to what you see. If you don't see it, it's not yours. The revealed things belong unto us and our children. But the hidden things are of him. Somebody raise your voice up. And just speak to Jesus. Ancient words Long preserved For our walk In this world They resound with God's own heart, all ancient words ever true, changing me. We have come with open hearts. Speaking other tongues, what of all something is happening? Keep us strength, help us grow in this world.
Jesus, I decree and I declare that there is something in you bigger than any disease, bigger than any calamity, bigger than any trial, bigger than any temptation, bigger than any situation, bigger than rain, bigger than sunshine. There is something in you that is greater than the devil in the world and that is Jesus. And God works in you both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. You smash the bounds of the marauders. You're more than a conqueror by Christ who strengthens you. Great is he that is in you than the devil in the world. You vault the high fences. You are an overcomer in everything that you do. You will not fail now. You will not fail tomorrow. You will not fail next year. You're blessed going in. You're blessed going out. You're increasing in everything. Everything you touch turns to gold. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Hallelujah. It's working. Tell your neighbor it's working. It's working. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Tell somebody 2015 is my year. Tell them 2015 is my year. If you're born, if you want to give your life to Christ, I want you to put up your hand right now. Just give me one minute. There's something special. If you want to get born again, just put up your hand right now. If you want to get born again, clap when you see one hand up. Just clap. Wow. Wow. Repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I accept you with my heart, confess you with my mouth. I'm born again. In Jesus' name. If you just gave your life to Christ, come to this brown guy called Mark Chodri Ogwal. And he will take some details from you and will follow you up after. I'm told you have a sick person. What's their name? Who? Musa. All right. All right. He's on a deathbed. Right now in the name of Jesus. 
We entreat you, God, for the life of Musa. We command disease and death to leave him now. And that a testimony is going to come next week. That Musa is alive. In Jesus' name. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the love of God. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Is with us all. Now and forevermore. The message you have just heard. Was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.